Hey, oh geez. Hey everybody, welcome to The Remedy. Hi, I'm your host, Tony Pentelresco. I'm kind of late getting into the chat room, so give me a minute. I shall be there as soon as this thing pops up. Um, again, this is The Remedy. We're, oh, here we go. I think we're, oh, we're in, okay. Anyway, I, um, we're on the MicroFect Broadcasting Network. Um, you can access the show by typing in www.themicroeffect.com and click on the appropriate links, the chat room links. Come on in, make friends, get acquainted, solve some issues, save the planet. Good idea, we live here. <laughs> you can access me by going to different sites, byebluesky.com, gagcanada.com, brian396.com, and as well as my own website, augmentedforce.com, and we're also on the YouTube. Um, we have a brand new YouTube out. It's called Looking Through the Lens. So if you haven't been there, please go there and check it out. Um, and again, we're all about what we can, whatever trouble we can get into in the areas of health. <laughs> I want to kind of go over something. Um, I had an email this morning, and in my email, the, uh, the guy had gone to a doctor and the doctor told him and, and a lot of you still get caught up on this uh, this um, this nonsense with the doctors you know you you go to the doctors oh your cholesterol's high and we're gonna have to give you a drug to get it down or you're gonna die and you're gonna die oh you're gonna die and you're not gonna die <laughs> you know and so I sent him a report dating way back uh, some time ago on cholesterol. I mean, there was a, there's a study that was done back in 1939 that there is no such thing as good or bad cholesterol. What we have today is a deception on the, on the highest magnitude to get you all hooked on statins. And you have to understand something about these people that get you hooked on these drugs. These are not physicians. These are not doctors. These are corrupt, contemptible, demonically influenced entities that look like men and women. That's what they are. Men and women would not kill another man and woman unless it's self-defense. To purposely to go out of the way and to violate and to corrupt and to kill somebody in the name of pharmacopoeia, pharmaceuticals, or pharma anything, or even nutraceuticals. These are not people. These are not men. These are not women. I have some other choice words I, can, I, I would describe them as, but again, the network doesn't allow me to use that language on the air. <laughs> I could speak very, very Canadian in this, in this regard, but I, it's not allowed. And you need to be aware of this. You need to be aware of this. Um, when you're looking at what is being done and how um, exactly. The older you are, the higher your cholesterol is going to go anyway. And the reason why you have high cholesterol is because it's protecting you. Now let me emphasize something about that. We are no longer living in the world or the realm where the sky is blue. We have white gray skies. We are no longer living in a realm where you have organically grown foods, real foods that don't have 
pesticides, estrogen-dominating chemicals, uh, cancer-causing chemicals, uh, uh, mitochondrial-damaging chemicals, ATP-depleting uh, chemicals, cellular disruptive chemicals. We're no longer living in the world where if I eat a piece of bread, I can go 10 hours on that piece of bread because that bread has everything it needs to sustain me. Yeah, um, Tony, have you, have you heard about the polio type illnesses happening in the U.S. here only with young kids, 1 to 10 years old? See, when you see that, and you see what you just read to me there, that is not a polio. That is a program. That is a targeting sequencing program. That's no longer, it's no different than if I fire a bullet that has your RNA and DNA on it, and it'll only target you. It's a sequence program. It's only targeting whatever the program is telling it to target. These are no longer diseases, and until you wake up to that reality, you're never going to figure it out. Okay? You're never going to figure it out. When you see this kind of horse hockey being published on the air. Oh, new type of polio, new type of flu, new type of this, new type of that. That ain't a new type. That's a lab-created designer kill machine or a designer program to afflict, afflict, inflict, and afflict you with whatever they have created on a lab. This is, a wep this is weaponizing um, a form of weaponization. In this case, we're targeting 1 to 10-year-olds. Why are we targeting 1 to 10-year-olds? Think about that for one minute. Why, why 1 to 10? Why 1 to 10? Why 1 to 10? Think about that. Could it be because their DNA can be harvested for better research? Could it be because they have an undeveloped immune system and now we can inflict them with a designer weapon that can cause them to contain, be, be, stay sustained in a state of suppression, state of, of um, being tethered. Is it because they're looking for a specific genome? Is it because they're targeting a specific group because there's something about that group that scares the hell out of them? You remember back in the in the days when Jesus was around and they went killed all the firstborn between one and three years old because they were trying to kill the Messiah, trying to kill the Savior, trying to kill the King of Kings. Remember that? Doesn't this sound a little bit like that? They're trying to take out a specific something. Maybe there's something in that group that they're afraid of. I don't know. These are things I speculate when I hear stuff like that, but I know bloody well that's not a disease. I can tell you straight out, just by the way that has been per, uh, uh, propagated, that's a form of weaponization. And when we're looking at, <clears throat> when we're looking at, uh, when we're looking at these things in the headlines, start in your interpretation, not to just think, oh, it's another disease that's popped out of nowhere. <laughs> you know? 
I'm uh, just another another thing that just came out of the blue. <laughs> I remember, like I said, for one decade, we must have had about six different types of Asian flu strains that came out. Hong Kong flu, Taiwan flu, Vietnamese flu, Chinese flu, Japanese flu, the flu from Asia. <laughs> I look at all this stuff and I and I have to chuckle sometimes because again, after going through being affiliated, uh, exposed to nano poisoning and hearing all the horse hockey that I've heard on this stuff, and all the nonsense, uh, one one person contacted me and says, "Oh, this guy Rotor says, well, I, you know, Tony's trying to do this, but I can't see how you can see nano, blah blah blah." So I says, "Go to go go to." So somebody says, "Is how can you see nano under a scope?" Go look at the Rice University when they when they use telephoresis. They're using a Tesla machine, and they're sprinkling nano dust in the in the solution. You don't need a microscope to see it. You can see it with the naked eye if it's if it's concentrated enough. And then when they fire the frequency on it, it activated it and it grew and it assembled. So when I hear people talk like this, it says, "Well, Carnicom is doing this, and Carnicom hasn't done nothing." Sorry to say, he hasn't done a bloody thing. All he's done is write thesis papers, as far as I can see. The one that was doing something that nobody even pays attention to to this day is Gwen Scott. She was the actual brains behind this, this concept of what we're known today as nanopoisoning. Uh, and Brian396 was the actual guy that actually targeted what this was or is. She called it artificial life. He was so far up her backside, you could, you could count the cornflakes she ate the day, the day before. I looked at this guy and thought, what an idiot. I have no problem saying that either. I don't know where he, what his stand is now. After I saw that, I decided that he wasn't worth my time a day. He just didn't have a, enough two brain cells in his head to cause a spark. But that was my, my personal opinion with this. He doesn't have a clue. And all, with all his methodologies, he hasn't come up with a solution. And the interesting thing about this guy, he plays it safe. People came out three years before he had acknowledged the fact that sulfur could help with removing some of his problems of the, of the nano or what he called more gallons. Three years later, he comes out, comes out and says, yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know, anyway, don't want a barrage. I mean, maybe, I mean, and maybe he was targeted. Maybe he was... Um, threatened who knows but anyway when I hear stupid stuff like this about nano point I'm going to try to get to you a lot of you opinions are like backsides everybody has one the thing is when you're looking at the actual reality of what is there that's going to that's going to uh, separate the people with the backsides from the people with the facts and that's where you need to start to uh, sustain. Somebody writes something on Facebook. Don't get all worried and, and, and frightened and freaked out because somebody wrote something. And it's you know, a lot of people are going to write a lot of crap. I, I've wooded my storms with all the nonsense and, I, and I've heard them all. Got to tell you, most of them don't have enough brains in their head. They don't have two brain cells in their head to create a spark. Most of them. They have opinions with nothing to back it up. So don't don't listen to anybody. Just do your due diligence and research. Even when I'm telling you stuff, check out what I'm saying just to make sure I didn't make a mistake either. 
But majority of these people who think they know something in regard to nanotechnology, nanobiology, nano or synthetic life or XNA or whatever, don't have a clue. All they know how to do is beat parrots. Polly want a cracker, Polly want a cracker, Polly want a cracker. That's all they know. If somebody says Polly want a cracker, you know, the next hundred people will say the same thing. They won't even know why they're saying Polly want a cracker, <laughs> but they'll say it. So don't get caught up with that. Um, Ever heard of an ingredient, S-O-F-O-S? Okay. Well, F-O-S primarily is a fructo-oligosaccharide, which basically is a type of sugar that feeds, um, that feeds the uh, bacteria for your yogurt or for any kind of fermentation. Now, adding all those other things to it, will give you energy because you're adding B1, B2, B3, B12, B5, and you're also adding Garana and Korean ginseng. This, without the FOS, and I don't mean full of nonsense, FOS is short for fructo-oligosaccharides. Even if it didn't have that in there, you would get an energy buzz because you got all these stimulating components in it anyway. Garana has garananine, uh, ginseng has ginosinoids. These both can have a super stimulating effect. You combine any form of, of garananine or caffeine with ginseng, you're going to be spiked. Add B12 to the occasion, uh, B3, B2, and B1, and you're dancing, in the, you're dancing on the moon. So don't get caught up on the whole horse hockey about because it's a new and wonderful, new and improved, whatever. You know, it's basically a sugar component combined with some herbs and B vitamins. You could do this just about with anything. I can do the same thing by just giving you honey, maple syrup, ginseng, garananine, B12, B B1, B2, B3, and you get the same effect. No, not a probiotic, a prebiotic. It feeds, it feeds the um, probiotic. So it sounds like you gotta check. Okay, when you see these products, um, Natural flavors can be aborted babies. If they're not telling you, Gia, or CISO, sorry, CISO, if they're not telling you what the natural ingredient is or the natural flavor is, leave it alone. You have no idea what it is, okay? Get this through your heads. If it says natural and artificial flavor, then ask yourself this question. What does a natural flavor taste like? What does an artificial flavor taste like? I've never tasted a natural flavor. I have tasted orange. I have tasted apple. I have tasted pear. I have tasted salt. I have tasted pepper. I've tasted ginger. I've tasted garlic. I know what those flavors taste like. You tell me it's garlic flavor. I know what that means. When it says natural flavor, what is it? Is it aborted baby protein? Is it soy? Is it some sort of secret high-tech chemical that they put into the food from a lab? Is it nano? You know, they might not call it nano, but it may be in there. Do you really know what that is? See, you gotta start thinking. Don't look, any chance that can screw you, sabotage you, debilitate you, deceive you manipulate you, they're going to. 
And if you're not doing, you're not on top of the things with due diligence, before you know it, you'll be calling me up, telling me I don't feel so good. I ate blah, blah, blah. I thought my diet was clean. Now I'm dying. And you've been eating these other things with the stuff in it. Learn to make your own supplements. Learn to make your own stuff. You know, when I was growing up as a kid, my grandmother and my mom, they came from Europe. They came from an island, you know, from the middle of the Mediterranean. And they didn't have any money. You know, everyone was poor back then. Yet they, at that time, the wages were like 30 bucks a week. And so they, they already were, came from a poor area, and they already knew how to make things. They already knew how to use their hands. Now, your grandparents or, or whatever, they're still alive. They'll know what I'm talking about. Nobody threw nothing away. They made it last for a hundred years. They kept repairing it until you couldn't until you had to repair the repairs. And today we we will go to the store because it's in a nice bright pretty box. Oh, it's so pretty, the pretty red and the pretty blue and the pretty white and the pretty yellow and the pretty green and the pretty purple and the pretty polka dots and the pretty pretty pretty. Pretty doesn't save you. Pretty doesn't protect you. Pretty doesn't fortify you. Pretty doesn't make you healthy. Pretty makes you spend more money than it's worth. That's what pretty does. You know, and I'm all, I'm not all for I'm you know I'm not saying that things have to be ugly. But usually, if you got a nice prestigious-looking box and you start reading the ingredients, you'll find that the thing has got a pretty box, but the substance to it is very hollow. Just like most of these people who, who seem to know something about more gallons, they're pretty hollow. They don't know nothing. They just know how to repeat what everybody else has said. Nobody's ever looked at the, investigated the whole game. So don't get caught up with the rhetoric. Biblically, it says get wisdom. I would encourage you to do so. Might help you. All of you, all of us, <laughs> get wisdom. You know, don't just go by what you hear. And don't go by what you read based on whoever wrote the reading. Investigate it. If you can't find the re references or you can't see where the person got their information from, uh, you know, or if you can't even locate a book on something, Chances are there might be some hocus pocus to it. Tony, I want to bash a grocery store. Okay. Want to bash a grocery Okay. <laughs> we're living in times, like I said, we're living in seductive times. We're living in hypnotic times. And we have to be very well aware of the form of hypnosis that we're getting all the time. Okay, I got to tell you guys something. Uh, on one of my shows, I talked about using a stunner to uh, minimize um, frequencies. Give me one minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little demo here. Some of you might get shocked or stunned or whatever, but anyhow. Anyhow, hold on. Now, the reason why I did that, because while I was doing this show, all of a sudden I was getting hit with a high-powered frequency. 
And when you do that, it really knocks it down. Get yourself a nose stutter. Now, in some states and provinces, you're not supposed to have these things. Notice I said not supposed to. Anyhow, you can make these things. There's a lot of places on YouTube where you can make one of these zapping devices. And I just found out yesterday there's a guy who made a, a, uh, a Jacob's Ladder using 9-volt batteries and a couple wires. I thought, oh, this is cool. You don't need all this high-powered power stuff. So anyway, i got to build it. Once I build it, I'll probably post it. But this is something you might want to look at building and running in the house. Maybe a couple of them, small ones all over the place where they're running an electrical charge and have them run every 15 minutes or every half hour for about five minutes. See, what happens when you fire these electrical devices, it causes a huge jam out in the atmosphere with these particles so that the beams lose their intensity. You know, a stun gun. See, so a stun gun, a taser, a zapper, if you want to call them a zapper, but don't zap yourself, zap the air. Okay, let it have it. And where I got the idea from was, you know, I was thinking about how God does things sometimes, you know, and I see lightning and thunder. And I see the lightning go, and when the lightning flashes, all kinds of electrical stuff goes all haywire. And then I remember when I was a kid, growing up in the area I grew up in now, the factories had, were putting out high amounts of pollution. And they had to put these static scrubbers in the smokestacks in order to reduce the pollution because it would burn it even further. Now, they were using major megavolts, like 200,000 volts, and they had four or five of these things around each, each um, um, smokestack. So I got the idea. I can't zap myself because if I zap myself, the technology will shoot off like a light bolt of lightning and start to assemble faster. But I can disrupt the frequency that's trying to activate this technology in my body by causing the air to become highly ionized with these high-powered charges. Now, this may also affect 5G, so we may want to start thinking in these terms. We have to start thinking in terms that we are at war. We are at war. Okay? And... You're the battleground. Or think of it another way. If you don't like to think of it in terms of um, a war, you might want to think in terms of building your ark. Because there's one hell of a storm coming down the pipe, and you better have your ark built and ready. Because if you don't have your ark built and ready, you're going to get taken out with the flood. And what I mean by that is, most of these people today who are not awake are still asleep, walking around with half-mast, when they activate these frequencies, they'll be flooding. They're going to be going nuts. And if you're awake and not ready, you'll get caught up in the torrential wash, if you will. So this is something that you might want to consider what I'm telling you. We are, like I said, no longer living in the good old days. And like I said, the food's poisoned, the air is poisoned, the atmosphere is poisoned, the frequencies that are hitting you are breaking down your DNA. I was looking at something on terahertz, and the terahertz was really interesting because they were saying that when a terahertz hits the body, if you've got something on the body that can create a, uh, allow it to create a broader hit, it actually goes bigger. 
I know, isn't that interesting? They, they coated us with all this barium and this titanium and this nano-silver and this, this uh, strontium and everything else. And now they're hitting us with terahertz frequencies. And now, because I got so much of the saturation on my skin, it, it, it can permeate and penetrate more. See, this is why I'm always thinking in terms of how to deal with these things. So, um... Yep, that's the key, static. See, I, I had a, I finally figured out something about this nano. Nano works in the singularity, and I was correlating the nanotechnology with the, the days of Noah, when there are one mind and one voice, singularity. That was a singularity. That was a program running those people. They had already been under one, one world government, if you think, sit there and think about it. And... God decided to send a new type of software into the system. It was called chaos. Because chaos disrupts singularity. It's a perfect antidote to singularity. Chaos. And I built a collider unit for myself. And I've been experimenting with it. And what it does is it causes the nanoparticles to collide with each other. In that collision, it causes the nanoparticles to take themselves out. They discharge, they collapse, they fry each other, and what comes out is tattered constructs that have been completely cooked over. And then the, and it's an EMP pulse kind of field, which then can cause the programming to quit assembling as well as collapsing it. So I got, you know, I get these ideas. I read the Bible and I think this is God does these things. And I thought, well, you know, and I think about things and all the time in that regard. And I think, oh, well, what do you know? God did this. Maybe this will work on this. And I try things out, and sure enough, these a lot of times they work. So a lot of the stuff in, that I get from you got, I'm inspired by God. Seriously, that's where it is coming from with me. I look at this, I look at that. Hey, well, look what God did here. And that's how I do things. If it's good enough for God, it's going to be good enough for me. I sometimes got to understand what God's doing because sometimes I scratch my head and think, what is he doing? Why did he do that? You know, because I sometimes I'm just dumb that way. I'm just really stupid. But anyway, but it takes me time and I figure it out. So when we're looking at this stuff, seriously, start thinking you're at war. When you hear about new diseases popping up left, right, and center on the television or on the radio, don't get alarmed. Get mad. This is a new form of biowarfare or nano-biowarfare or programmed biowarfare that they're releasing on the general population. And it just so happens they're targeting your children. Pretty soon there's going to be another one that's going to target teenagers. We're going to wipe out that whole range of people so they can't produce any more children. You know, then we're going to target the 20-year-olds. We'll break them down so they can't get past 40 and they'll be dead and you have a whole new workforce to replace them. And then we're targeting another generation until th at 30 so that they can't, well, they'll never see any more than 40. They're done. Old age will be 40 years old. Because <laughs> after 40, you start to wake up and realize what a load of baloney this has been. So, when you see these kind of things... Don't go, oh, get mad. You got the capacity to have righteous anger. The Bible says be mad, but don't, don't sin. Well, that, that, that part is kind of hard, but anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? Stand up. 
If you see something coming down the pipe, understand it. Or if you don't understand it, study it until you do. And then come up with some ideas. How do we stop this? How do, how do I protect my 10-year-old? How do I protect my 5-year-old? You know damn well the vaccines aren't going to do it. You know all they're going to do is inject them with something that's going to make them more susceptible to be broken down. You know this. So don't go run into a doctor, 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 give my, give my kid a needle. Oh, 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 let him snort this stuff in his brain so he can fry his brain cells. Oh, yeah. Only the dumbest of the dumb would trust a doctor today with a needle. Especially if you don't even ask what's in the components. I mean, you would have to be the dumbest of the dumb in today's time. Today, everything and everybody who we've ever were taught to respect has betrayed us. Police officers, doctors, priests, ministers, politicians. And you know they have um, misled us and has caused us all kinds of grief and have betrayed our trust. So if you know all this, why do you keep going back to them? Something I've never understood. Tony, you think wintergreen essential oil is safe to take internally in small amounts. Why not? I know you probably read somewhere that it's toxic and cause this and that and blah dee dee and doo dee da and all this stuff. I work with a colleague buddy of mine in uh, New Jersey. Oh, we'll come back. We'll talk about it. See you in a bit. Stay tuned. Hey, I think we're back. We're back at The Remedy. I'm your host, Tony Pantelresco, and you're listening to us live on the Micro Effect Broadcasting Network. Oh, we got two things here. We got here. Alrighty, I was talking before the break. I work with a colleague friend of mine. He's on the East Coast in New Jersey, and um, we've been looking at a lot of different studies. Yeah, we also were, you know... Uh, brainwashed with and we were talking about a lot of different things about essential oils being this and being that and being dangerous and whatever and we come to the conclusion that about 90% of what we've been hearing about these essential oils has been a lot of probably more like 95% has been a lot of horse hockey fairy tale uh, um, make-believe scaremongering whatever and we've used all kinds of uh, uh, essential oils. And we have found that even the ones we're not supposed to use, we have found that we're still here. <laughs> we've used them, we've tried them, we've gone, and we've gone mega doses on them, we've gone light doses, and you know what? 
Um, uh, we're still here. And in fact, we found that by dose ratioing these things, we saw a lot of interesting things happen to our bodies. They started to heal. <laughs> things that have been sitting there for ages have decided to leave the building. It's an amazing thing to observe. And so right now he's doing his own experimentation with foods and using uh, MMS and other things. And he's developing his own R&D on it. He fills me in what's going on. And I'm telling you, boy, they have totally, royally banged us hard with the poison. It's, uh, it's inundated and everything. It's, something's more than others. Let's put it this way. So... Or we've got, I've got, I know people all across the country, all across the United States and Canada, across the planet. And everybody's working diligently at what's going on. There's a lot, there's a handful of people that are out there really dedicated to trying to find an answer to what's going on. You know, whether it's nano, whether it's the food supply, genetics, glyphosates, pathologies, you know. And, and none of them are scientists or, or how would they put it? They're all scientists, really. And they're all uh, wise and prudent. And they're all committed and are concerned they don't have any degrees they don't have any documentation saying that they're this or that but these are the people that are going to find the answers for you because the ones in the white coat the stethoscope and the pieces of paper hanging on the wall the only thing the only piece of paper they're going to find for you is what comes out of your wallet mm. and everything that we've all found We've given it away, pretty much. We've shown you how to make it. We're telling you what to do. We're giving, and nobody's charging unless you're making them do stuff. Then they're going to charge, which is only fair. If they're showing you what to do and they're giving you the information for nothing, and then you continue to ask them to do more or whatever, then they're got to be compensated. The old biblical reference: you don't muzzle the ox while he's treading out the grain. It's one thing that when somebody's giving it all to you, and then you want them to do it for you too, then then you're going to have to pay. That's just the way it goes. If you're not willing to lift a spoon to the mouth, then you're going to pay for somebody to feed you. End of story. Um, so, hold on. So anyway, when we're looking at a lot of things that we've been told on a lot of different uh, topics, I'm going to go back to cholesterol because that's where we started. I'm going to read some stuff to you. So, I mean, because I know there's a lot of you who are older. You're my senior. You know, some of you are in your 70s and your 80s. And I understand you guys. I do. You've been brought up all your life to obey the authorities and to listen to the authorities. But the authorities today and the authorities you grew up with are not the same. And the authorities today will kill you quicker than they can blink an eye. And if they can get any kind of money out of you while they're doing it, more power, the more they, more the merrier. That's how they are. You know, when we're looking at even at our political landscape today, we're no longer countries. So what do we have here? We have CEOs and board directors. That's what we have running the country. So you can't even trust your political system. And in, in the case of the United States, most people don't realize that the political system's power lies within the people, not within the government. The government is supposed to be subservient to the people, not the other way around. But now you're a corporation over there, just like Canada and the rest of the world. So you're, you're feeling the pain that we have been feeling for quite some time. <laughs> Corruption is a universal stigma. It's in every country. <laughs> 
So don't feel yours is worse. There's a couple of them that are worse, but you, you don't have to be one of them. All right. Um, let me read this to you about the cholesterol because, again, I want to point this out to you that so much hocus-pocus on cholesterol. When they're testing for LDL, that's a, that's a protein. HDL is another protein. It has nothing to do with cholesterol. Absolutely nothing. What these guys should be checking you off for is homocysteine levels and possibly a C-reactive protein level. But because everybody's being inflamed because of the chemtrails and the nano and the food supply and being hit with multiple frequencies, they're not even testing the C-reactive protein because they know everybody's being inflamed by this technology. And it's the high cholesterol that's saving a lot of you. When I tell people to eat saturated fat, eat tallow, eat lanolin, eat lard, eat butter, eat coconut oil, cocoa butter. There's a reason why I'm telling you to eat these things. I don't care if your cholesterol is high, I could care less. Your cholesterol could be as high as the moon. As long as it's moving, that's all that matters. And if you want to ensure movement, use things like rosemary, sage, bay leaf, and thyme. That'll keep the, the cholesterol from becoming rigid. And avoid all processed sugar. That's when you start having a cholesterol issue because then you're having a free radical damaging the cholesterol. It's not because you got high and low cholesterol. It's because you got damaged cholesterol. Medical field for 60 years, over 60 years, has had it wrong. 65 years, they've had it wrong. They have followed the status quo for so long that they have made the lie a reality. It's not real, period. Okay, let me read this. Six of the studies found that total mortality was inversely associated with either total, total or LDL cholesterol, or both. This means that it's actually much better to have higher high than to have low cholesterol if you want to live to a very old age. Uh, okay, this is... One study at the University of Minnesota, low cholesterol predicted an increased risk of dying from gastrointestinal and respiratory diseases. So you need the fat to protect your guts and your lungs. And you might want to incorporate vitamin A, not D. How, how they went with vitamin D, who the heck knows. But I think the vitamin D propaganda was there so that people would start dying of heart attacks because it would have created a calcium imbalance in the heart. And if you had a calcium imbalance in the heart, you'd be more susceptible to falling from a heart attack. And they'd say, oh, you've got cholesterol. You've you got to need these pills. Take a statin. No, take a couple statins. Well, my idea, take a statin with an aspirin. <laughs> If that doesn't kill you, we'll give you another drug. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's thin your blood till it's like water so that you might die in your sleep hemorrhaging to death. Uh, this, uh, this is what amazes me. Let me read this to you. 140 of the people tested positive for HIV those who had low cholesterol at the beginning of the study were twice as likely to be to test positive for HIV compared with those with the highest cholesterol. So it's going to protect you from HIV as well. Holy jumping. Having fat. Having cholesterol. 
And what did they want to do with the statin drugs? They want to take your cholesterol away. Why? Because it'll open you up to all kinds of crazy diseases. Can you imagine that? Your doctor, your, your, your so-called healer, is poisoning you with this crap so that you could be opened up to more viral infections or bacterial infections? Whoa. Is there, you think there might be a conflict of interest here? I don't know. <laughs> they found, uh, include, uh, so they did another study, 300,000 young and middle-aged men, which found that 16 was lower than 160, had died from AIDS. <laughs> when the cholesterol was so low, they, and now AIDS doesn't really exist. It's a, it's a, it is another bio warfare agent they release in the general population that attacks the reproductive and the liver. But AIDS in itself will never kill you because AIDS is an acronym. You cannot die from an acronym. Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome is an acronym. That's not the name of the disease. If you actually read what they're saying and how they're writing it, they're telling you, okay, who had died from AIDS. AIDS is an acronym. You can't die from an acronym. Now, it was four times higher than the normal, uh, the number of men who died from, again, AIDS. <laughs> Acronyms. <laughs> Cholesterol should be around between 220 and 240. Ooh. Don't let the doctor hear me say that. Oh, he'll have a banana. No! You're going to keep them healthy. No! I can't sell the statin drugs to them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I when I look at all the things I've seen in the last almost 40 years, I can't believe I've been doing this 40 years. It it has astounded me looking back to see how we have been so screwed with bullshit. It makes me wonder how we've gotten this far. You know, we're looking at today's, uh, the level of, of uh, deception is on, on realms we never could imagine. Most people have a certain genuinity to them, but a lot of these corporations and companies do not. And a lot of these people in those corporations or companies are not even people. Let me repeat that. A lot of these people in the corporations and companies are not even people. They're automatons. They've been either assimilated by artificial intelligence. They have been corrupted with bad DNA, whatever. Okay. Due diligence. Get your ark ready. You know, learn how to defend yourself. Don't believe in the horse bollocks that these guys are talking to you about. All baloney. When you start getting off the bread, the rice, the pasta, the corn, the cereal, everyone says, well, you're just taking away everything that I eat. That's what's killing you because that's what they addicted you to. And that's why they flipped the food pyramid upside down and put breads and grains at the top of the food pyramid 
because that's what they did. That's how they got you programmed to eat. You should be eating all animal products, meat, duck, goose, chicken, eggs, all kinds, cheese, cottage cheese, ricotta, uh, muslanka, uh, yogurt, kefir. These are the foods that build. Uh, let me tell. Let me put it to you in another way. Okay, I won't even use the Bible on this one. I'm just going to use history. The Huns. The Huns were about six something, three hundred pound men. What did they live on? Fermented dairy and meat. They could march a hundred miles a march, go into a village after that march, wipe it out, come home, and continue doing what they were doing. Now, go have a vegetarian vegan do this. Here, here, here's a blade of grass, there, buddy. Go ahead and fight a war. Take my chances with a meat eater any day. <laughs> He'll have the reserves to keep on going night and day. The vegan, well, I don't know about them. Probably put a little cross on the ground, six feet under. You know, dot the I's, cross the T's. Here lies a dead person because they wouldn't eat meat. <laughs> they wouldn't do dairy. <laughs> they wouldn't eat an egg. <laughs> it's amazing. That just looking at things historically, how the people's diets, the people, ones that ate meat and ate dairy products and ate some kind of sugar like honey or fruit, lived a long time. The ones that drank a little alcohol lived a long time. The ones that smoked a little tobacco that didn't have all these sprays lived a long time. But the ones that didn't eat the fat, didn't eat the meat, didn't eat whatever, died at an early age. <laughs> I had one study there, like I said, a vegan study, of, uh, meat eaters outlived vegans by 12 years in 1902. Something's happened between 1902 and now because vegans are not, and vegans are not outliving meat eaters either. They're dying just as fast if not faster. So again, pay attention, pay attention. Let me get back to the article here because again it's it's uh I want you to understand that majority of the stuff you're hearing today from your doctors, especially you older people that you know are my senior, most of them are FOS and I don't mean fructoologosaccharide either, I mean something else. <laughs> FOS. Okay. They found the strongest predictor of deaths for patients with chronic heart failure was the concentration of cytokines in the blood, in particular in patients with heart failure due to coronary heart disease. According to this theory, they found more endotoxin in the blood of patients with congestive heart failure and edema. Okay, this is from not eating fat. The cause of heart failure was coronary heart disease in half of them and other types of heart diseases such as con uh, congenital or infectious uh, uh, valvular heart disease, various cardiomyopathies, and endocarditis in, in the rest. Almost half of these patients were anergic. And those who were anergic had coronary heart diseases at, at a higher mortality than the rest. Now, to the salient point, to their surprise, researchers found that the mortality was higher not only in the patients with an, an energy, but also in the patients with the lowest lipid values, including total cholesterol. LDL cholesterol and HDL cholesterol, as well as tri, uh, triglycerides. They found the risk for dying patients with chronic heart failure was strongly inversely associated with the total cholesterol. 
LDL cholesterol also, tri also tri uh, triglycerides. Those with the high lipid values live much longer than those with low values. Now, if you're going to eat a lot of fat, like I said to you the other day, have a little alcohol, a shot of brandy, a shot of cognac, a shot of vodka, a shot of rum, a shot of any clear-based alcohol out there. That will keep the fat in the liver from collecting and it can have antioxidant properties, especially the brandy. The brandy supports heart support. It's a heart supporting um, drink. A shot will not hurt you. Now, for those women who don't you know, want to worry about their husbands having a shot of brandy, get over it. If you're a believer, even Jesus drank a little wine. <laughs> and, Peter, and Paul told Timothy, have a bit of wine. It's good for the digestive system. Now, I wouldn't drink wine today because the wine has got nano in it unless you're going to you know, filter out the nano. But brandy is another distillation which won't have it in there or have nominal amounts in there. So again, brandy, cognac, uh, vodka, rum, uh, grappa, or any kind of moonshine, knock yourself out. After five years, 62% of the patients with cholesterol below 129 milligrams per liter had died. <laughs> 62%! But only half as many of the patients with cholesterol above 223 milligram per liter. So, when they tell you don't have fat, tell them the statistics say that if I eat fat, I live longer, I live healthier, I have, I'm stronger. If I don't eat fat, I die. Hmm, what am I going to do? I think I'll eat the fat. I have a little brandy. See? God gives you the medicine. <laughs> you know. Now, the other thing I'm going to talk about real quickly. I don't have much time. Crap, I don't know if I have any time. I'll have to cover it in another show. But there are things out that they can keep the cholesterol from congesting. One of the things is don't eat sugar. The other thing is use bay leaf, rosemary, sage, thyme, peppermint, uh, um, oregano, garlic, ginger, onion. Uh, turmeric these will all keep the cholesterol from uh, becoming problematic okay becoming problematic so use these things in your diet they'll go a long way in keeping your cholesterol levels and then you can maintain the high fat diets and everything else and not have to worry about it. and again have a little brandy or cognac it's not gonna hurt you you know just don't make just make sure that if you're gonna have a brandy and cognac and do those things you rule the bottle. The bottle doesn't rule you. If the bottle can rule you from before you get started, then use vinegar. Vinegar and garlic, vinegar and onion, vinegar and bay leaf, vinegar and rosemary, vinegar and thyme, vinegar and turmeric, vinegar and, and onion, you know, whatever. Vinegar and galango, you use that that way. I'm not going to leave you guys out. Just gonna, You can't handle the alcohol. No, no big deal. No judgments. Go with the vinegar. does the same thing. All right. You got the Microfect Broadcasting Network. Give them your support. Give them what you can, any way you can. Show them how much you care. Show them that you, can, that you want them on the air. How's that? See, I made a rhyme there. 
All right, you got Bye Bye Blue Sky, Brian396, Gat Canada, myself, Augment and Force. Sites you can go check out, get information on all the things that we talk about on these shows and other shows that I do. Feel free to access the sites. There's a catalog link on my site. Feel free to access the catalog link. I do consultations. There's books on DVD. There's remedies. There's triangles. There's buckets. It's all there. So if you need any help, give me a shout, 519-977-5351 or... Send me an email, independence at yahoo.com. Alrighty. So like I said, don't allow myth and mayhem to rule you. Don't allow fantasies to rule you. Is rosemary powder in capsules okay to you? Sure, why not? You know. I mean get you can get fresh rosemary anywhere. I would even see if you can start growing these things in your in your homes. Rosemary, sage, thyme, bay leaf, peppermint. I mean, try to see if you can get them to go. You know, you may take several efforts, but see if you can figure it out and share that information with everybody else. If we can add the medicine cabinet in our kitchen growing all around us, we won't need to buy this crap at the store. And if we don't have to buy this crap at the store, we won't have to be being constantly reloaded with pesticides and glyphosates and all this other crap because you're not going to get organic at a market. The only organic you're going to find is what you grow. You know, that's the truth. The only organic you're going to find is what you grow. And if you can grow it indoors, even better. So, and that would be my number one suggestion for everybody. Learn to grow an indoor garden. Have your parmacopia right then and there. And if you can't grow the stuff, go to the, go to the grocery stores, get it as clean as possible, dehydrate some of it, extract some of it, so it's always on hand, either in powder or in liquid form. So when you get sick, you can either uh, encapsulate it, use it on your food supply, or take it as a, as a, in the liquid form, and it's already ready to go. It's on hand. Are you talking about essential oils, Tony, or the powder of raw form? I was talking about the raw form, but you could also use make your own essential oils. It wouldn't hurt, or you can own, or you can make your own extracts. Any way you can stockpile the stuff, or you can make stuff, or you have a distiller of your own, and you can distill your rosemary, distill your sage, distill your peppermint, distill your thyme. Have your own stuff. Make your own stuff. You might be surprised that the life you save might be your own by your own hand. You know, it's important that you get this. It's important that you understand that we're no longer living those good old days. I don't know about you, but whenever I go in the grocery store and I look at the produce section, all I see is a lot of black dots and a lot of crap on the food supply. Do you really think we should be eating that? That's my, you know, my thought thinking on it. If you can get a boatload of onion, chop it up and dehydrate it and put a little salt with it so it preserves it and have it in a bag or in a jar, hey, you got, you got a remedy right on hand whenever you need it. You can powder it down. You can put it in an alcohol solution. You can boil it, make a soup out of it. You can, you can add it to your food. I mean, you've got it all there. Same with turmeric. Turmeric grows like ginger. It grows underground. If you can get it growing into a pot, you might have something happening there. You know, same with thyme. It grows like a bush. Same with rosemary. You know, 
I make ginger beer. Is pineapple wine safe? Depending where it comes from, Cecil, and what's on the label. You know. Safe is a relative term today. I'll tell you what, how I define the word safe. I define the word safe is if I can neutralize what's in the food supply, it's safe. For me to buy something and, I, and uh, ignorantly believing that there's some kind of um, uh, cleanliness to it or whatever, that would be an assumption on my part or presumption. Oh, all right. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned. Stay networked. Solve some answers. Take care.